tell you we got an ice machine. No. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Ice machines? It's not a hotel, Steve. <laughs> the ice machine is amazing. This is like the air fryer. Mmm, so icy. <laughs> so unnecessary. That's what it is. Yeah, so I might be a bit echoey today because I'm in our kitchen. My wife has asked me to stay home for a DPD. Our DPD guy is legendary. Before we moved to this town from London, we were like stalking the local Facebook group, as you do, research. <laughs> the latest drama was this DPD guy. They'd changed his route and he was no longer coming to the town. And there was like outrage because Graham had been sent elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet is that? Yeah. And at the time we were like, oh, wow, this isn't London anymore. Because, you know, in our flat in London, you never got the same person twice. It was like random people mm. bringing stuff all the time. But now, having lived here for 18 months, I know exactly who Graham is. And he is wonderful. Oh. He's a silver fox. He's amazing. Is he now? <laughs> and he does it with such care. Love a bit of Graham. Emphasis on the grey. Yeah. Graham. Graham, exactly. Graham. Oh, God, if he heard me talking about <laughs> 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 He even comes on a Sunday. Can you believe that? No one delivers on Sunday, do they? Graham does. Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello! Yes, each episode we take a question from the Being Free... No, we don't, you dick. (laughs) That's staying in. That's 100% staying in. We take a question for the Doing It For The Kids community. So many communities, so little time. Yeah, for Doing It For The Kids community, do our best to answer it. But we start each episode, frankly, by looking back at the last episode. Do we, Steve? Yeah, last episode we were talking about... The madness that is having a full-time employed job and being full-time freelance at the same time. Penny Brazier got in touch saying, Just to back up Frankie's comment about telling people you work with what you're doing. At my old in-house job, somebody from the design team left to go freelance after side hustling for years. Nobody knew, and everyone was so surprised and impressed. So, when I left, I made sure everybody knew, and doing that did result in work later. Plant those seeds. You never know which might grow. And Rachel Brown makes an excellent point. She says, use your annual leave. If you haven't already, make sure you get all of your allowance booked in for your employed job. They are literally contractually obliged to pay you to not work. (laughs) So make the most of it and try and have some downtime. Such a good point. If it all gets a bit much, look into your company's policy on things like well-being days, where you can take a day off, no questions asked, to sort out your head. And if you need to, tap into other free benefits that provide avenues of support, like employee assistance helplines, counselling, healthcare, etc. Okay, so we're squeezing in another episode before half term. Half term. Has this not been like the shortest term ever? I mean, it has been the shortest term ever. Five weeks of which there's been two bank holidays and like two inset days. When am I supposed to do my job? Bloody queen. Right. Just because you've had 70 years in the job, how about the rest of us can do ours? Exactly. I feel like I was just getting going this half term and now I've got to stop again. It's annoying. Is it just me? I'm not being unreasonable, am I? Am I being unreasonable? (laughs) Again, is it the Jubilee? But we've had about eight emails from the school in a week. 
Oh, don't tell me. Have they got to go in dressed in red, white and blue? Yes, they do. Well, literally, we had an email last week that had had to, for practical reasons, outline what they were wearing every day of the week this week. Because every day of the week, they are wearing something different and bringing in... Yeah, it's a joke. It's like PE kit. Then they're doing this show, end of term show things. They've got to bring in like costumes and stuff. Then there's a jubilee. Then it's the last day of term, so it's mufty. They do swimming one day, so he's got his swimming kit. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just yeah, feeling... But it's what it's what the Queen wants, <laughs> Frankie. The Queen has to wear that many outfits in a day. You can deal with it across a week. That's what she says. And then I can barely... I'm barely treading water with the school admin, let alone like my actual client work. Uh, let alone running this community that I've launched. It's too much. Oh, I'll take another leaf from the Queen and bring in a butler. Yeah. Get somebody to dress you. A lady in waiting. <laughs> I would hate that. But yes, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It would be annoying to always have someone around, wouldn't it? It would a bit. Like, we love our families. But it is really nice when they're not at home. Mm-hmm. The Queen never gets that. Yeah, it's true. She never gets that thing where she went, oh, thank fuck everyone's gone out. She never <laughs> gets that. Imagine just never really being left alone. Oh, my Yeah, it's gosh. quite intense, really. No wonder she likes it when she goes up to Balmoral and, she, like, she does get to just, like... Sit in her pants on the sofa. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say go for a drive in her Land well, Rover that, yeah. and, you know, shoot a deer or something by herself. <laughs> I love the idea of her shooting a deer in her pants from the sofa. Yeah, no. yeah in, in her um... pants, yeah. <laughs> One just wants to sit on the sofa, scratch my pants and eat twiglets. <laughs> Don't we all? Okay, episode 82. And we have a question from Laura Smith. Hey, Laura, at Ella Street Communications. Laura says, hey, Frankie and Steve, can you help me figure this out? I'm a freelance copywriter that has worked with a lot of small business owners on their content. The more I worked with them, the more I realised I really liked the extra conversations they were having with me about how to start a business. So much so, I launched a mentoring programme for new freelancers. So far, so good. So at this point, I already have two different things to focus my marketing on. Copywriting and mentoring. But the more mentoring I do, the more things it uncovers that people find really helpful. Mostly how to review your business and create strategy. And I'm really enjoying it. So I'd like to offer more specific sessions around this kind of thing, but I'm concerned I'd be spreading my services too far and my audience won't be able to easily recognise what I actually offer. Brackets, which would be three different things by now, if you're counting. Can I successfully offer these new business sessions without compromising my existing copyright services? Is there even time in the day? Is it possible that my brain just hates me? Help! Oh, and there's a seven-month-old who doesn't sleep in the picture too. Obviously. Thanks, Laura. They have an older child as well as a seven-month-old. They do, right? yeah. I love that she just throws the... Uh, got a baby who doesn't sleep in there like it's, um, you know... It's, it's just life. Amazing. Just casual. <laughs> just roll with that one, don't we? Okay, I'll tell you my, my, my sort of headline gut feeling mm-hmm. on this. You have your copywriting services... And then you have your helping freelancer services. Mm -hmm. You're already doing both those things. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be working. Mm -hmm. So really, adding more strings to the helping freelancer thing shouldn't detract from the copywriting thing because it it already exists. There's already two sides Mm -hmm. to this business. All you're simply doing is adding 
more to the freelancey helpy bit. Yes. So I don't see why it should detract from your copywriting services. Yeah, I agree with you in that Laura's presenting it as three things, but I don't see it as three things. No. I see it as the copywriting and then the mentoring or whatever you want to call it, the business advice side. These new business sessions about strategy and looking at your existing business would sit under that second thing. It wouldn't be a third thing it would just be an additional branch to the mentoring bit it's like the drop down menu on your website <laughs> yes you have the copywriting button mm-hmm. and all the different services that come with copywriting because mm-hmm. it's not just one thing True, is it yeah. and similarly you've got the i help freelancers drop down menu click on that and it's got one on mentoring business sessions group sessions whatever it is she hasn't asked this but is it okay to have those two things under one website I mean, you do, don't you? You've got a million different things under stevefollen.com. Well, this is the thing, though, you see, because she's not asking that. It already sounds like it works. Ultimately, people want to work with Laura, the copywriter. They like Laura. They're following her online. Other people, however, are going, oh, I like Laura, the copywriter, so much. I want to learn from her Mm -hmm. and get advice from her. I feel like it's better promoting it just as this is what Laura does. This is my brand. Mm-hmm. This is what Ella Street Communications do. It's true. The, the name works for both. That's a nice little package and can sit all on one website under one name. Another thing you can do, uh, which I was checking out recently, is a new thing from Calendly, which probably means other people do it as well or will do soon. Mm-hmm. So Calendly now have this routing feature. It lets you ask questions and then based on the answers of the questions... It feeds you to different pages, different meetings that you can book, okay. different things that you can af- mm. buy because you can pay through Calendly. See what I mean? So yeah. you could say, are you a copywriter? Are you a freelancer? And then you go, oh, I'm after freelancing help. Mm-hmm. And then you click on that and you go, oh, okay, which stage of your business are you at? Or do you want one-on-one support? Do you want to buy a thing? Like, so nice. you can route people through your own website. You can also use a service like Calendly so that, yes, We'll come back to the fact that you don't feel like you have bandwidth, but using tools like that should hopefully make it easy for people to be directed towards what will help them quickly, as well as not taking up too much of your time. I like that idea. Like those old school quizzes in like teenage magazines. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, Laura, I think what you're doing sounds like a good idea, as in you're listening to the people that you're helping mm. and recognising new ways that you can help them. Yeah. And of course... One of the easiest ways to sell is to sell to your existing customers. Mm -hmm. They trust you. You know, you've helped somebody at this stage. Now you offer them another thing further down the line. And I often think this about my being freelance course, you know, it's for new freelancers. And I think, oh, well, what about those people who took it a year ago? Like, how can I help them now? Mm -hmm. What would they be needing now? So it makes, yeah, you know, as in they've already invested in you once, they've already seen how you help them, and now you're going to help them some more. Sounds like a great idea. I think it's fine. And your audience can easily recognise what you offer, as long as you lay it out in a logical way on your website. I appreciate there's a bit of a challenge with social media if you're talking about both under one account. Maybe you want to look at working with a designer, for example, on having like sub brands so that it's visually identifiable which bit of your business you're talking about when. Um, Because I don't feel like you need to separate those two things out. And often that's more confusing for people if you have two separate accounts for two parts of your business. 
I would argue Ella Street is like the headline brand. And then you've got these two elements to what you do. But yeah, how to communicate that to your audience is going to be key. But you're a copywriter. So, you know, (laughs) if anyone can work that out, it's you. But there is, I appreciate there's a challenge there to like not allow those channels and your marketing beyond your website to feel a bit muddied. It needs to feel crystal clear, like what it is you do and for whom. And then I feel like the other half of this question is like, I've got a baby who doesn't sleep and an old, <laughs> doesn't say, but an older child. Do I really want to be taking more on now on a personal level? Never mind what my clients feel about it. Is this too much for my business to do? I mean, only she can answer that, right? Yeah, very true. What I would say is that it sounds as if this kind of lights you up, yeah. like you're enjoying doing it. And so sometimes that can change the way we perceive. I mean, yes, okay, time is sort of fixed, but it's a, there's a flexibility to time. It's a weird one. Is there? Have you got some magic yeah. sauce I don't know about? Because I'd love some of that. I feel like, you know, if you really enjoy doing something, somehow you find... Yeah, it's true. I mean, look it. at us in this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> but also... Uh, Laura, there's that whole thing of, you know, you can choose what to spend your time on. So you can say, okay, I only have three slots for the mentors Mm -hmm. right now and two for this other thing, this new thing that I'm doing. Or, oh, that's our doorbell. Hang on, sorry. DPD has arrived. Who else wants Steve to open the package and find out what his wife has ordered? Because I definitely do. Sub comment. Does anyone else just open their partner's post? Is that just me? It really pisses them off, but it's probably a bit of violation, isn't it? Always oh, back. DPD man. What is it? it? It's a man who delivers parcels. <laughs> What's the parcel? Do you know? Oh, it looks like my wife has been buying more shoes. Ah. But to be fair, it's not the a nice box machine. Is quite big, which suggests they could be for our son because his feet are now bigger than hers. What? Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, really yeah. He's he's now. I bought him some walking boots at the weekend. They were size seven. Are they? She's size five. Fucking hell! Yeah. My feet are size three and a half. Wow! How do you not fall over? <laughs> I can buy children's shoes and don't pay that on them. Wow! I know. And it means you get to go to Clark's and they get to play with your feet on that special <laughs> measurement thing. I hadn't thought about doing that. That would be fun. <laughs> Anyway, where were we? Oh, no, about splitting your time. Hmm. So I'm going to allow this number of slots for mentoring, this number of slots for this thing, and I will only take a certain amount of blogging clients. Like, you can queue people up, can't you? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Basically, you can manage your time. So, yes, it's taking on another thing, but maybe that just means you do less of another thing. For now, and then one day when you have a bit more time, you can sort of do all of them a bit more funny you should say that because that's literally what i was about to say was is there a sub is there a sub question here that she hasn't said which is i'm afraid of the balance tipping towards more towards the mentoring than the copywriting is she afraid of her business shifting towards this look at you picking apart her i don't know laura i might be totally wrong interesting maybe part of the resistance to taking on an extra mentoring thing is 
she'll be doing less of the copywriting. And that's historically what she's done. That's tied to her identity as a freelancer. Like that, that's comfortable and safe, right? And is expanding the mentoring side of it a bit scary, maybe? I don't know. But also, as you say, like it clearly, she clearly enjoys it in a different way to the copywriting. But yeah, I mean, keep both things going, but choose how you spend your time. And if the point of this exercise is to be given permission to lean into the mentoring stuff, like if that's what we're going to do, Laura, go for it. Yeah. And you never know, Laura, you might find that you are mentoring people who you think you might work well with, and then you could outsource somebody excess copywriting gigs to them. Did he say outsource? I thought we'd got through this episode without. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got a bingo card? Ding, ding. Also, from what I've seen of Laura on the internet, everything she touches is gold. So I imagine the mentoring stuff is going to be, it's going to be a massive success. Also, can I just say, given that this is doing it for the kids and we're talking about running our businesses Mm. alongside our kids, I flipping love the photos that Laura has on her website Mm. of her and her daughter, as in her elder daughter, like working together. Honestly, you should take a look if you've not seen it before. Ella Street Communications. And she talks really openly about working alongside her kids on LinkedIn all the time. You know, we've talked a lot in these episodes about whether you should hide the fact that you're looking after small people while running a business. And she's, she's the opposite of that. She celebrates it. It's great. Hey, if you've got advice for Laura, if you think we've not mentioned something, which, let's face it, is highly possible, uh, or you've had experience of doing this yourself, mm. then please do get in touch. Uh, you can leave a message for Frankie wherever she has posted about this or, you know, send her a DM or an email or whatever, be it in the new community, uh, the original one, or on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Wherever she shows up, basically. <laughs> Give it to Graham, the D- Gray Yum, the DPD driver, <laughs> and he'll leave it with her. And also, we need your questions. We can do this without your excellent questions like Laura sent, so please do get in touch with those as well. And if you need it to be anonymous, maybe it's a tricky thing with a client or a tricky thing with a family member, uh, then it's okay to send them anonymous as well. And Steve's other original OG podcast is back. Season 17. 17? Yeah. We're heading towards episode 300. Oh we, my god. We've got Krishna Solanki, who is part of the Doing It for the Kids community, and her story, including her chat about working around her kids, the head of distraction and the head of destruction. Brilliant. Yes, you can find that wherever you got this podcast. Go looking for it. Or, of course, uh, go to beingfreelance.com. Okay, we will see you for another one very soon indeed. Good luck with the May half term if you're listening to this as it goes out. Bon chance. Um, and don't forget to come say hi in for new doing it for the kids community. Can, can normal people join now? Is it still Kofi? So by the time this episode goes out, if you'd signed up to the newsletter to hear more, you would have had an email from me. And then after half term, it's going to be a free for all. I'll let oh, you know. Wow, how exciting. Okay, bon chance. See you on the other side of half term. Bye bye. First time I've used my camera on my new computer. It's all right. You can see the wrinkles around my eyes. You see, look, you see all the greys. It's amazing. You're trying to impress Graham. <laughs> Is that it? I'm not too young, Graham. <laughs> I can be grey, yum like you. Yeah. <laughs>